Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Happy Mailbag Monday, everybody. We are back here in our studios. Greg Boyce and Mario Tirabasi and me, Jay Zawoski. What's that? (laughs) Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) The best Blackhawks mailbag show you will find anywhere this week. Derailing the show. Well, we did copyright that uh, last season. Yeah, it is trademarked. We were the first people to ever use that term, Mailbag Monday. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're we're told that some other shows with similar looking graphics and concepts uh, have, have have stolen Mailbag Monday, which is trademarked by us. So whatever. We'll be hearing from our legal department. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Lawrence, get on that. We're just going to uh, leave yeah, flaming bags on her porch. That's our legal department. We're also going to have to reach out to Jack Bushman. He's doing one too. Oh, that's son that's of a. Mm. And then Bush Jackman. Mm. Shaking my fist. Mm. Bush Jackman. Man Jack Bush. <laughs> <laughs> kind of goes, never mind. All right, we're going to start the show Sounds here. Like a conversation we Hey, uh, as things happen all the time when we have an idea for a show, uh, news gets in the way. But it's good news, news. on all fronts. Peter, Mar- well, not all fronts. Peter Mrazek has been activated off the injured reserve. Uh, good. Dylan Wells is waived, which isn't great news for him, but it indicates that Arvid Soderblom is okay and will be Peter Mrazek's backup uh, while they're both healthy. Knocking on wood. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the not-so-great news, Alex Stalock put on IR uh, retro to November 1st, uh, but that's just more of a paper transaction right. than anything. And that means but he's eligible to come off as early as tomorrow. I yeah. was going to say that it, that gives him at least some frame of a timeline. Right. right. Yep. Yeah. So good news on the goalie front. Uh, looks like Morazic will probably get the start uh, in LA. Maybe not. It could be. They could certainly go with uh, Soderblom if he is. Because remember what Richardson said after the, the last game was he just wasn't feeling well. Mm-hmm. So who knows if he had some bad calamari or something like that, or <laughs> you know, you never know. Famous but Winnipeg calamari. Bad, bad calamari is my favorite Dead Kennedys album. <laughs> by the way. So the goalies are healthier than they were last time we were with you. So yes, that's good. That's and there was no good. practice today, so we don't really have any idea. We'll get a better idea tomorrow. They'll be hitting the ice at 11 a.m., so we'll keep you updated. We'll get a better idea of where Peter's at tomorrow um, based on his practice, and we'll ask Luke Richardson, I mean, he and was, he will tell us. He was pretty uh, – the, the last uh, morning skate, he was pretty active, um, so – yeah. Seems, seems like he'll, he's been he'll likely be doing a lot more work 100% in the crease, not just skating. He's been an active participant, taking a lot of shots. So mm-hmm. he's going to play one of those trip, the, those games Road over games, the weekend yeah. for sure. I wouldn't be surprised if it's as early as Thursday against the Kings. Yeah. Yeah. Get him back in there. And, you know, if they feel he's ready to come off IR, he must be ready. Unless you to. want Soderblom out there again because he had a lot of success against the Kings. Yeah. Beat true. them it's just true. a couple of days ago. Yeah. And maybe just say, hey, you know how to beat these guys. Go out and do it again. And then give give Mrazek that game in Anaheim. Because he's feeling right. Well, yeah. Especially, too, if Soderblom was really only dealing with an illness, then, yeah. Because if that had never happened, let's say Soderblom finished the last game. We'd all probably say, hey, give him the next start anyway. Just give Mrazic the extra two days. Right. So that might be the most logical thing. We'll find out tomorrow. But it's it's good news on the goalie front. Uh, I know, boy, we were <laughs> the possibilities were 
spinning in our heads after we weren't sure what was up with Soderbloom. <laughs> we weren't sure how far away Mrazek or Stalock we was, and you're looking at staring down a Dylan Wells Mitchell Weeks tandem going yes. on the road trip. <laughs> that, that is how you take I mean, that would have been <laughs> exciting. And that would have been a pretty cool tandem considering that was your tandem the opening weekend of indie fuel hockey yeah. two weeks later <laughs> yeah they're in la <laughs> like that's whew. life life comes at you fast yes it does yeah. but it, it po- positive uh news today that's good yeah and let's hope mirazic can uh and good for the ice hogs too you get yeah you, oh, you get, definitely you, you know unless he's claimed which i don't expect to happen dylan wells gets gets back there yep. um jackson stauber as, we'll as far as we understand is still on the mend so good good for wells to get back there he'll be the likely starter yeah, and let's hope Mariza can stay healthy for the bulk of the season, maybe drive that tri- trade value up. But regardless, it gives them a solid veteran presence in that, mm-hmm. which is never a terrible thing. So and a good dude in the locker room. Yeah. He's well-liked. Both of those guys, Stalak and Mrazek, mm-hmm. are well-liked in the locker room, and that's good, too. There's a, lot, there's a lot to go to that, especially what we've been through the last couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. Having a locker room that really likes each other is not a bad thing. I mean, you can see what it did in Boston in the last couple of days. Yeah, did yeah. something screw up all that good mojo Eesh. going on yeah, out there? Yeah, yeah like yeah, that whole thing. Yeah, couldn't happen to a nicer group. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, too, tomorrow, we've not heard about Tyler Johnson for some time. Um, so hopefully there's a bit of an update on his status tomorrow as well. Last time I saw him, last home game, what was that, Sunday? Uh, yeah. S- or no. No. Uh, Friday? Whatever the last home game was, <laughs> they all run. I can't. We don't I know what no, day it is anymore. No people of to the schedule. <laughs> Thursday, last Thursday. Thursday, yes. You know what? It's, it's Mailbag Monday. We know it's right. That's yeah. the only reason I know it's Monday. Right, exactly. Last Thursday, yes. Whatever the last game was, <laughs> waiting to go into post game, uh, he he was still in a boot, walking boot. Yes. As of Thursday, so okay, probably still a little while while away. All right. Well, with that. Why don't we begin the mailbag segment of the show Let's here? Open the bags. Uh, thank you all for uh, getting in touch with us. Oh, very easy to bags. do. Uh, you could tweet at us. That's the best way at chgo underscore Blackhawks. If you're a member at allchgo.com, that means you're also a member of our Discord. That's a great way to get in touch with us as well. And if you're old, you can just send us email. <laughs> Blackhawks at allchgo.com. Those are the three ways to get in touch with us. Uh, and, of course, on our personal Twitters as well. But we really like, for Mailbag Mondays, we have that, like, announcing the segment tweet. And then responding to that makes it very easy for us yes. to curate everything and keep everything organized. That's the so. first place we're going to look. Yes, exactly yeah, right. But the first it's question an update, we answer. An update from the legal department. We do now have a TM. Ah, the, uh, there it is. Oh, there it is. Thank you. See? Undisputable. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it's in gray font that means official official, That's official. Uh, yes. i was just trying to change that but i don't know how so it's no it looks good fine. Okay. it looks good it's, it looks intimidating you don't have to do anything that's what the legal department sent us yes <laughs> um and of course if you have questions feel free to hit us up in the uh, chat and lawrence will do his best to uh keep control of those so we can get to those as the show goes on as well but where are we starting Let's start with our uh, members only Discord, right? Are Let's we doing the goalie one or are we give ourselves some? Yeah, we could do this one here. Let's or start with Elg O Rhythm, which I love. Uh, he says, <laughs> Elg says, <laughs> What deals does Very GM tiny. Kyle Davidson have to make to get a healthy goalie in net? Nothing. Apparently, the problem has been solved. <laughs> And the goalie yeah. situation is where it's at. But G- GMKD is a really good uh, hip hop group. I like that. Yeah. I like them. Uh, I saw them open for KMFDM back in the day. Nice. Um, the Alphabet Soup Tour. Had Soderbloom been hurt and Mrazek not ready, it was Mitchell Weeks' time. It would have been the same yeah. deal that happened with yeah. Dylan Wells with you know the two-way deal signing yeah. and a nice raise for him. Because although <laughs> they have cap flexibility and whatnot, there really is no need to make any drastic moves to bring in a goalie either via trade or signing like it's not worth it. Yeah. They're not Kyle Davidson is not going to go out of his way to contend. No. Right. That he'll he's leaving that up to Luke Richardson and the players. Starting an ECHL goalie is not the worst scenario in the world in his in his brain right now. So Well, also, you know, if we were talking about, you know, God forbid an, an ACL injury or something that's going to keep these guys on the shelf long term for months. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't want Soderbloom to be the guy here, right? So if, if Stalock and Mrazek are hurt for a long time, then you'd probably see him 
trade a pick for a goalie or sign a free agent or whatever, like JF Barubi is kind of the guy who just seems to be Maybe. there. Yeah. He's fine. Why He'll not? come in and not, well, he might lose you some games, but he can put on a goalie equipment and look the part. Yeah. He, I know? mean, he's played NHL games before. But ho- hopefully we don't Hawks. have to get to that point yeah. where he has to be, where he's not in that drastic of a situation. I, f- I feel like if it was if it was a situation where Soderblom was going to be uh, an option long term, I don't think that that's the worst thing for the Blackhawks. I think it's a little bit ahead of schedule, but I think what he's what he's sh- shown in his small sample size um, has been promising. You know, oh, no doubt. There's 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 elements there that you can you know be happy with. So if there was a situation where he was you know thrust into the starting role or whatnot long term. I don't think it'd be the worst thing in the world. No, I, I think they want him in Rockford. Right. I'm sorry if I wouldn't clear on that. No, that's yeah, what yeah. I meant. Is they, you know, they're prioritizing Rockford's success. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, we talked about it last week. Like, I kind of feel like he might be the best goalie in the organization already. Might be. So good problem to have is too many good players, which is not something I think we would expect to say this year no. at any position. All right, who's next? It's uh, yeah. There's Violin Road, our buddy from Discord. Nice. Do we have any new details on how Frank Nazar is progressing? Uh, not really in these college sport. I mean, look, college football plays it tight to the vest, but they have pressure from media to like reveal injuries and have people like really diving in trying to find mm-hmm. it. College hockey does not really have that. Unless you are a college hockey beat reporter, you're probably not going to get that kind of information too publicly. Um, I will say that, uh, from, from, from communication we've had, uh, three of us are headed to South Bend on Friday. Yep. We're going to go watch, uh, Notre Dame play Michigan. And we were looking to, uh, potentially, uh, have an opportunity to talk with Frank Nazar, but Michigan has told us that he is not traveling currently. So, uh, not, uh, doesn't seem close to being, uh, you know, involved in team activities anytime soon. So yeah, I mean, the that's bo- probably the best. The, the, the basic of this is he was injured at some point over the summer, over the summer p- played, you know, did the, the U 18s world champion, uh, world championships. Was that the U uh, was that the U 18 or was that the U 20 camp mm-hmm. uh, in August development camp? One of those things where you know, trying to play through an injury, and I think it eventually just caught up to him and decided to, to go. I mean, it was to the point where I think it maybe it took him getting to a college campus and having a physical mm-hmm. there with the Michigan staff to where, like, hey, we're not going to we're not going to go. let you do yeah. this to where you're trying hard to make a world junior championship team. Maybe you're getting pressure from, you know, Team USA to play through it. We don't know all the details. There's been little blurps here and there about, uh, you know, these types of things. But Michigan's not really revealing a whole lot. So he looked like he was a kid trying to play through an injury, and it just got to too much. Yeah. And we don't even know a time frame on his return. You know, we've heard could miss the rec- the entire Michigan season. Could be back by February at the earliest. What I believe. Um, Scott Powers, Powers right. re- reported a few weeks ago. So, and we flat out asked Scott Powers at practice one day a couple weeks ago, "What have you heard?" And he basically said, "I Probably nothing. No I put, I put with, that. I put yeah. everything I know." And if Scott Powers can't get an answer, nobody's getting a, a definite answer. Yeah, so, so it's so it's a wait and see kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anybody to like point a finger at and blame. You can't say, "Well, the Blackhawks drafted an injured guy; they let no. him go into development camp." There's not a blame game here. Guys play hurt all the time. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think it was just the University of Michigan said, "Listen, you're an incoming freshman. You're a top talent. We, we've got big plans for you. Let's get this taken care of now, so it doesn't get worse, mm-hmm. and we'll touch base when you're healthy." And I think this is likely something that Nazar thought he'd be able to to play through and manage because if if this was something that happened over the summer and he continued on through his his camps and everything it was probably something he thought ah I can deal with it I can you know I can manage it what what whatnot and then yes maybe Michigan said we're not going to let you continue playing through this you need to get this taken care of or he got to the, or he got to camp at Michigan and was just like you know what I can't do it like he yeah. made the call himself maybe um 
I you know there 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 have been similar scenarios like this with with hockey players, you know, numerous times where you know you have an injury, you think you can play through it, or you hope that it just resolves itself over time and then it doesn't, and then you have to go in and, and medically take care of it. So he might miss the whole season. Um, he was gonna he wasn't gonna be a one and done in college anyway. No. So you know if he's gonna miss this season, take care of this injury, you know get healthy, whatever it has to be for next year. That's fine. Yeah. He's yeah. at, he's a, it sucks for him. It sucks for his development, but it's far from the end of the world. Right. He's an 18 year old kid. You're physically going to bounce back from something like that much better than if he was 34, 35. Absolutely. Yep. I, I think that that's uh that's the right way to look at it because he's not a guy who even, even if he played this year at Michigan, fully healthy, even if he dominated this year at Michigan, fully healthy, He's probably still not even in the Hawks system next year. He's probably no. back in Michigan again for at least another season. So mm-hmm. does it maybe cost him a year ultimately in his development? Maybe. But he's the kind of player that got a, just a ton of talent. And, then, you know, he's not the first guy to get injured. And hopefully that this is not something that's going to stunt him. Right. Yeah. When Greg says, like, delayed development, it's more games played than – like being able to get up to speed again yeah, and those sorts of things. It's not that, being know. able to play. It's not being able to practice. It's right. not being able to be in the weight room. That's the one thing about college hockey that I think is more beneficial to yep. young players than, say, going to play juniors is you have so much – you have fewer games. You have, like, half the amount of games. So there is so much more time focused on practice and actually – getting better at specific aspects of your game, becoming a better defenseman or, you know, better uh, face-offs, better at forechecking, whatever it is, you have more time to develop. Whereas in the CHL, you're pretty much playing every day and there's not a lot of practice. Playing a bunch, yeah. And there's a lot of weight room and there's nutrition. There's a lot more off-ice stuff when you play college. So I think for younger players who are closer to being NHL ready, playing in college yeah. Is a much better as, and being injured at the University of Michigan oh, is yeah. a million times better <laughs> yes. than being injured for the London Knights, you know? Probably. You're going to get better care. You're going to have people checking up on you. You're not just going to be hanging out in your billet's family family room playing, you know, Xbox and getting fat. You're going to still be doing you're going to school. That's what I'd be you're doing. Do, well, that's, that's what I'm going to do the second I get out of here. Yeah. But you're going to be going to classes. You're still going to yeah. be things that are responsibilities you have to uphold. So, mm-hmm. And just the level of medical care you'll get. And you, you, you reference it, but it's just we've had, I think Drew Camesso mentioned that to us in, a, in development camp, that the resources they get in college are so much better than in junior. Uh, yeah, yeah, you don't get as many games. You don't play as often, but um, – just to have, I mean, they've got doctors on staff. They've got, if you're religious, they've got chaplains on staff. Whatever you need at Michigan, mm. they're going to find it they, for you. Yeah, yeah the, the got facilities are yeah. world class. They've yeah. got, yep. they've and got that's not, some money up there. That's not to say that, that Canadian junior leagues no. are, are, you know, bums, no, no, but no. it's it's different at a multi-billion dollar university. I would, I would like rather Michigan. have surgery at the University of Michigan than at, yeah. at a junior team. I might prefer... Universal healthcare, though. I was going to say it's going to cost you less in Canada, but I might prefer being (laughs) an injured college student at at a place like Michigan than an injured NHL player at some NHL teams. Like, Uh, yeah, the the Hawks have a great medical staff, right? They that's the sort of thing where you know we don't really get into it very much, but when you talk about organizational differences, like the really rich franchises can have a full time doctor and trainers and all those sort of things whereas some of the lesser teams the facilities and, and yeah. resource difference is is noticeable and and players have come through uh you know from other teams played in Chicago went to other teams whatever um and have said like when you're with the Blackhawks like it is a top organization as far as how they treat players as say this with my foot in my mouth, but how they treat players and how they, how they go about things at, at a yeah. professional level, right. um, fully acknowledging everything yeah, that happened you, in 2010. Of course. So anyways, that's where we are on Nazar. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Falling down the rabbit hole quickly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it is, it's so, you know, like Mario, you're right. It's, you can't say that because you can't, right. but the reality is the vast majority of people that have come through here within the last 15 years say this is a top-notch organization mm-hmm. they treat everybody well yada yada except for oh yeah that little thing with kyle beach 
which is still so aggravating. But right. um, anyway, yesterday was our second tailgate of the season. Our third tailgate of the season is next weekend. Woo. It is Chicago versus Detroit. That's In American football. <laughs> Sunday, November 13th. We're starting at 830 this week, uh, sponsored by Goose Island and their fabulous family mm-hmm. of brewskis. They'll be out there. All food and drinks are included with your ticket. Get your ticket at allchgo.com. Come out and join the CHGO crew. I cannot make it this weekend, unfortunately, but uh, most of the crew you saw will be the out there. Report, huh? <laughs> hey, this yeah, Sunday, the first part of the, this week was tough. It was cold. The wind was a pain in the it ass. It was cold. It's going to be in the 30s this weekend, but as long as we don't have that 40-mile-per-hour wind, it won't yeah. be that bad. But you might, know what was great I about this I might have to wear weekend? the bear suit. I don't know. The, if <laughs> yeah, not, I will. You might, might need that extra fur. We had... This tailgate last Sunday, the Green Ridge Farm meats mm. out there, the meat sticks, the sausages, Tasty. people were downing that stuff. And I had not had the meat sticks warmed up. That's a game changer, my friend. Those were yeah. delicious, warmed up. They are a Chicago local meat and cheese company, and they offer you a better all-natural option. My house has shifted to full-time Green Ridge Farm meats. It's the deli meat. It's the meat sticks. It's everything we love it. We are full converts, and not just because they're with us here on CHGO. Yeah, that's why I tried it, but now I have it in the house. It's like, holy cow, this is so much better than the other lunch meats I've gotten so far. But the meat sticks are awesome, perfect for tailgating as we did Sunday. Naturally made hardwood smoke for eight hours, 16 grams of protein per stick. They come in chicken, black forest beef, jalapeno cheddar, spicy chili. They're fantastic. If you haven't had them yet, Join us at a tailgate and try them or go buy some. I saw them at the Pete's. I seen them at the Jewels. They're at the Sam's Club and the Costco's as well. And if you want to get some online and score some for free, go to GreenRidgeFarm.com. Put any three meat products in your cart and then add those meat sticks. The meat sticks will be free with your purchase of three meat products. Use the code CHGO at checkout to get that deal. That's GreenRidgeFarm.com. Add any three meat products to your cart and the meat sticks, and the meat sticks will be free with the code CHGO. Green Ridge Farm, simply natural meat. And I was rocking a pair of Shady Raid sunglasses at the tailgate on Sunday because it was sun. Thank God that sun came out eventually. (laughs) Uh, Kept us warm, and Shady Rays are our new friends here at CHGO, and they should be your friends as well and your one-stop shopping for awesome sunglasses. They never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because Shady Rays has got you and your precious eyeballs covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays is they have the most insane protection program on all of eyewear. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Did you get them blown off your face over the weekend and down the street they went and you can't find them? Well, that's okay. (laughs) Shady Rays will replace them for free. And even with that strong of a protection program, they managed to make quality that I can tell you that being a customer for a couple of years... They are as good as any one of those super expensive name brand, name brand bear, blah, 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 glasses you can find on the market. Shady Rays customers seem to agree with over 200,000 five-star reviews. That's, that's, a, lot. Lot, that's a lot of stars. A lot of stars. Uh, Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order place and have do- donated over 20 million meals uh, to date, so you're doing not only going to look cool, but you're doing something very cool to help out your fellow Americans. They stand by their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they will throw out profit right out the stinking window and do whatever it takes to get right. Free returns and exchanges. You either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use promo code CHGO at checkout and you'll receive 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. That's buy one, get one free. You can get two pairs of awesome-looking sunglasses for 54 bucks. That is an insane deal. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com, where you can find all their newest and best shades. 
All right, let's get back to our bursting sack O'Mail. Who do we got next, Lawrence? House of Chirps. What? I uh, knew it was coming. What are your thoughts on Kirby Doc playing some pretty damn good hockey for the Habs on a line with Cole Caulfield? He has uh, 10 points in 12 games, does uh, Kirby Doc. Two good. goals, 10 assists. Good for him. And I'm happy for him. I've always liked Kirby Doc. I just... I feel like it wasn't going to happen here, and I have to be honest that I do think now that Luke Richardson is the coach, I've got a little more faith that they might have been able to figure things out with Kirby. But, yep, you know, what are you going to do? He's gone. They traded him. So you kind of have to deal with what you got here. And, you know. And we got Frank Nazar and yeah. Gavin Hayes because of Kirby Dog. Look, I mean, I agree. I don't, I don't think it was working with Doc here in Chicago. Um, I think Luke Richardson could have gotten some, some good things out of him. Um, but, uh, it just, it just wasn't in the cards and, and it just wasn't some, uh, it just wasn't a player. Kyle Davidson, I think felt, uh, was going to fit what he wanted to do. Um, could I see Kirby doc playing the way that Luke Richardson has implemented, uh, to this team to play? Probably. I think he could have bought into it. I think if he saw someone like Jonathan Taze uh, succeeding and, and kind of, you know, buying in and, and, and spreading Richardson's messages across the locker room, he probably would have been able to kind of get things around. Um, but good for him. I mean, it's we I think we all said good luck in Montreal, uh, figuring that, you know, if his if his um, being able to handle the pressure of, of, of everything, you know, when he's not succeeding, uh, in Chicago, it's 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 a different animal in Montreal, but he's been doing well so far. He's uh, the the Montreal fan base is is currently building the Kirby Doc statue, which is fantastic. Good for them. Good for him on his Hall of Fame introduc- induction. Yeah, exactly. In the Montreal, <laughs> and and you know what's interesting? He's uh, terrible at faceoffs again. What? Yeah, right. No, no kidding. And uh, and Montreal did something crazy. And is playing him on the wing, and oh my gosh, why didn't anybody he's in succeeding? Chicago, why didn't anybody in Chicago? Why did no one that? suggest that? When we say that multiple times on this show, it's I don't like know. we know what we're talking Crazy. about. Sometimes, anyways, good for Doc. Good for him. I think uh, is it sustainable? Maybe we'll see. Uh, playing with Cole Caulfield is going to make anybody better because he's the short king. So yeah, playing playing with Caulfield <laughs> and uh, and Nick Suzuki helps. Yeah, playing on the wing helps. He's being put in a in a, in a position to succeed, which is something the Blackhawks rarely ever did with him. Uh, yep. So good for him. Let's not declare Montreal the all-time winner of this trade 12 games into the season. We've seen flashes with Kirby where he would go on runs like that and, and then disappear for three, four weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. So if he can do this consistently, good for him. Let him do it consistently first before we start, you know. And we have to wait for another two, three, four, five years before we even know what we get on Nazar and Hayes to say, sure. hey, did, did they fleece us? Look, Kyle Davidson had no draft Picks in the first round coming into this draft got three. Giving yep. up Kirby Doc, giving up a guy that you didn't draft that has been a bust in three years since he has. Well, if, if he wasn't hurt, he was inconsistent and yeah. not good. And, did, and did, a guy that doesn't fit your mold of what you want, mm-hmm. and you got the 13th overall pick for him, that's... And an pre- extra pick. Yeah, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. So I knew this was going to happen if he had any kind of success in Montreal. We, well, yeah. he- we hear about it all the time about... Look at what Dominic Kubelik is doing. Did the same thing he did here. He's scoring a ton of points on the power play. Like He's just on a more competent team. Yeah. Let's see if he keeps that up throughout mm-hmm. the season. We've seen Dominic Kubelik go crazy for two, three weeks at a time and then completely disappear again, too. Again, good for him. But nobody was yeah. pissed off when Dominic <laughs> Kubelik left. Dylan Strom's having a really nice time in the season. Why? Because he's centering Alex Ovechkin on the power play. That's fine. Again, good for him, helps. too. But like, nobody was screaming when he was gone. It would have been. I was kind of. I, wanted, I mean, I, I wanted something for them, yeah. but listen, you let them go and choose where they wanted to go. There's a little something to that. There was no trade market for Dylan Strom. As far as talent goes, Strom probably should have been here. As far as fitting what Davidson and Luke Richardson want to do, he's not that guy. I, he's not that. He kind does of not player. fit this he roster. He doesn't skate it's, well it's enough. A, he's it's not a physical a enough. Different style. Yeah. Playing in Washington is working for him. Good. Good for him. I love Dylan Strom. Great kid. I'm happy for his success. I like his dogs. Yes. Yeah, it, it wasn't gonna. He wasn't going to be a Luke Richardson guy. No. And 
yeah, it, they should have traded him for if there was anything available for him, they would have done it. Right. So what was more important, a seventh round pick or letting the kid go play wherever he wants? Right. Yep. And those plus, things. He never brought his dogs to practice, so you just follow them on Instagram. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we can still see him. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I like Dylan Strong, but you're right. Like thinking about it now, could you imagine him on this roster? Not really. Not really. The, Just the keeping, style of play he would keeping be. Keeping Doc, keeping Strom, keeping Kubalik, keeping Debrinkat. One, what does that change? Uh, and, and two, do they all fit what Luke Richardson wants to do? No. So, uh, just to just to play devil's advocate here, the the na- people you're describing are talented players. Yeah. Different levels of talent, but like, at some point, they're all offensive. Lucas Reichel's going to be here. And Lucas Reichel is going to have to find a way to play in Luke Richardson's system. And conversely, Luke Richardson is going to have to find a way to have some skilled dudes on his teams. Like, you can't just go grindy, grindy, grindy for 12 forwards and six defensemen and just, you know, call it a day because that's the kind of style you want. Yeah, I see what you're trying to do now, and you're trying to set a culture. So when those offensive guys come in and join the team, they have that influence, right? But I just... To say that you didn't say this, to be clear, I'm not saying you said this, but Alex DeBrinkett should be able to work on any team in the NHL. Yes, yes. Right? Like, that should not be a guy who's, well, no, he just won't work here. Yes, he'll work. Find a way to make it work, right? Um, So I I think right now what they're trying to do, it's more about the culture. So when, as these guys come and join, your Reichels, your Slavens, your whoever's start to filter in and join the team, that culture is established of this is how we play. Come in here and play this way with us to the best of your ability. The, but there's going to be some flexibility yeah. in that. Look, there's going to be a time where Luke Richardson has a line that just, well, he's got one now, the Domi, uh, Kane, Athanasiu line that doesn't grind. They're going to have to find ways to make more talented guys fit. Yeah, eventually you would want to have a line where, you know, you can say, yeah, none of these guys play defense because they combine for 150 points. Right, like, that would be great, and they have the puck the entire game. Yeah, that would that would <laughs> that would be ideal. But yeah, I, I that's your your point is correct. With those guys in this lineup, you're not changing the way that they play, and you're not implementing that that mindset, that culture, the 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 hard work, the north south game. You're not implementing that as easily. With those guys, and what you're also signaling is, oh, we're we're still trying to win. We're still trying to we're we're, we're trying to make this group work. Which, I maybe Kyle Davidson was just completely not sold on Luke Richardson being able to make that group work with what he wanted to, what he was going to be able to try and and, and establish when he came in. And I think for for what Richardson has been trying to do. And the direction that he and Davidson are are putting uh, the, the the club in in that direction, in that it, putting that cult implementing that culture, I think is is the right thing to do. Would would you want a bunch of mid twenty year olds that can be skilled and and make a team competitive? Yes, but I, I just think the the necessity for the Blackhawks to really just try to reset all of this under Davidson and Richardson was the right direction to go. Because mm, yeah. if we're if we're sitting here. Right now, they're in the middle of the NHL. They're not gonna. It's not gonna sustain the, that way the rest of the year. If we were sitting in the middle of the NHL through December and January and February, what is changing? Nothing. Right. Now you're gonna sit in the middle of the league. You're gonna either you know be be barely out of the playoffs or at the very top of the lottery. You know, in the very top of the lottery, and you're gonna be picking 14th, 15th. Like you're, you're not gonna get any opportunities to get a real day one organizationally changing player like they're trying to go for in this year's draft. Yeah. I don't think, I think Richardson is, is a good enough coach that when he does have a more talented team, he will be able to adjust and say, okay, because we, we've heard him say that he spends a lot of time showing his guys Tampa Bay, Colorado. <laughs> like, yeah. yes. This is how we want to get there. And he, but he knows he doesn't have the players to play mm-hmm. that style of hockey. So he's being a legit coach and making his system around his roster instead of trying to force mm-hmm. his roster to play his system. Right. So I think when the when the team is more talented and there are more dynamic players here, 
he won't necessarily rely on all four lines having to be north south grindy mm -hmm. you know he's not going to want these guys to be the andres nocioni type bulls on ice uh <laughs> love all the time I when he gets Nuch. when he you know he has to do that with this team because he's got 11 bottom six forwards yeah, on his team right, that right. are just four checking guys. When he doesn't have that roster, he'll adjust and say, okay, now we're going to play more like the Colorado Avalanche, mm -hmm. but with that same work ethic. Right. When he's also, you know, Davidson is drafting guys, even with skill that still fit that mold. mold. Right. Exactly. You know, yeah. so Reichel is kind of the, the outlier there where he is a pick of he who else, he who shall not be named. Um, but, He's got so much skill that they're probably willing to work around. There's that a, there's a way to and, get him into the lineup for sure. And yeah. look, like honestly too, when you look at the the forwards in Rockford, they're kind of they kind of resemble what the Hawks are doing here too. It's yeah. a lot of they're AHL, tough checking. It's a lot of AHL yeah. grindy guys. You're Dylan Sakura, who's who you know he's admitted in training camp he's trying to be more of a 200 foot guy, being a bigger guy play in the more dirty areas. Yes, he's a guy that realized if I want to play, yeah. that's what I got to do. Yep. Brent Sini is a run to the net as fast as you can, try and score a goal type of guy. David Gust, you know, these guys aren't necessarily prospects for the Hawks, but they're helping institute that style of hockey mm -hmm. at that level. All right, what do we got next, Law? We got good stuff. <sighs> Pardon me, I was just drinking some, <laughs> some water over here. Uh, this next one I'm actually taking from the chat. Uh, I like this it. Is from Jamie Pierce, who I'm not sure if that, based on his photo, is the man on the left or the owl on the right. But mm. uh, anyways, Jamie the owl says, anybody owl. notice that Debrinket has two goals, one empty net, or do you think he misses Kane? I don't think anybody has talked about how Debrinket has not scored a lot of goals. Right? No one's talking about it. He's <laughs> no. got a ton um, of assists, though. Yeah. I mean, he's still putting up points. Yeah, I'm sure he misses uh, an all-world uh player feeding him cross-ice one-timers. I'm sure he's missing that a little bit in, in Ottawa. And creating the space for him to be wide open for those one-timers, yes, too. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think a, a downtick in goals is a huge surprise, but I'm also yeah. not writing him off just yet. I still, no, right. still think he's going to have 30 to 35 by the end of the in season. In the first 15 games of the season, you can't, you can't rely so heavily on someone's really high or really low shooting percentage yeah. sustaining. So it, what was it? Jonathan Taze was shooting, what, 30%? Yeah, something crazy like that. Like that he's not yeah. going to finish the year at 30%. If he and does, Kane he's going to have 80 the, goals. Kane was like under five or something. Too, yeah, so like like those things will down. eventually. Yeah, they'll regress to the back of the, of the card, as they like to but say. But I will yeah. say, DeBrinckit was never a guy that could, I mean, he can a little bit, but he's not a guy who generated his own offense very much. He, was he started the, to. Yeah, he, uh, yes, last year he started doing it more on yeah. his own, but he was often the beneficiary of a great pass from Patrick Kane mm -hmm. to, you know, set up a, a an open net for him or whatever. Yeah. Yes, he misses Patrick Kane. Everybody would. But at the same time, I have no fear that Alex Abrinkin is suddenly going to become uh, some bum somewhere. I want to address us. Jamie says the owl's name is Fozzie. Oh, nice. there you go. Nice. Very cool. I like that. After the bear or the band? Yes. Um, That's Sam amazing. says uh, in the chat there, Hagel would fit in fine. That's true. Uh, so far, not a good trade. I'm going to disagree. So far, they haven't made either of those <laughs> first-round picks. Yeah, I thought we pumped the brakes. You get two yeah. first-round picks and two competent NHL players. Yeah. I love Brandon Hagel, but let's let's not go nuts here. That's uh, two first. Two firsts is enough for him. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think Hagel would Hagel would definitely fit into this lineup. He might even be on the first line in this lineup. Um, but yeah, I mean, Radishik and Chuck, sure, bottom six guys. Those first round picks, we're still holding those lottery tickets. Like it could be any, it could yep. be you could you could get a steal in a late first round pick and get somebody who's going to change your franchise. What's, you don't know yet. What's Hagel's uh, stat line? Radish has three and three in twelve games. Six Hagel points. has four and six and twelve. Yeah. Ten points. So ten points. But he's playing on a much more talented team and. Mm -hmm. Uh, good for Brendan Hagel. Well, he's a better fan. player, but that too. Add in two first round picks and another player. Right. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know? I mean, Brendan Hagel on this Hawks team, they're still tanking. Right. Sure. Yeah. They're still not, they're not, he's not putting you over. That was striking when the iron was hot and getting a ridiculous return. Mm -hmm. Tampa still overpaid for him. Yeah. Maybe in the end, when if these, neither of those picks turn out to be anything, then you can say they got us, but you got to give it. 
a few years Give before we can say, you know, at least let them make the picks before we a destroy bit of it. Absolutely. Bit of All right, what do we got next here, Lawrence? Well, since you're mentioning both Taves and Kane, let's go to this oh, one I like from it. Chad. Uh, yes. uh, this one from Chad. Uh, this is from uh, Twitter. He says, does Kyle Davidson have any desire to bring Taves and Kane back next year if their contract demands make sense or have both been informed that it's unlikely? Finally, why do we think they'd accept trades only to likely enter free agency this offseason? I don't see what their motivation would be. Uh, well, a let's, couple things. Let's, yeah, let's work backwards. Let's work it backwards. The motivation would be to win, to, win, to go get a chance at another cup. They're free agents regardless of if they're traded or not. Um, so... If they want to be traded this year, it would be for a chance to win. This Patrick Kane to the Rangers thing will not go away, right? We've also heard him connected to the Avalanche, heard the same about Jonathan Taves. But again, Kyle Davidson has said from day one that they have to come to him and say, we want out. Mm -hmm. So in in terms of Davidson informing them, I don't think that's happened at all. I wouldn't completely write off the idea of, one or both of them returning to the Hawks, I think it's highly unlikely. Yeah. But if Patrick Kane wants to go try to win with the Rangers and then sign again in Chicago in the offseason to break Stan Makita's records, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I just think that the org is probably looking forward to starting the next chapter. I would would agree with that. Um, As far as, you know... Why would they accept a trade if they're going to be a free agent anyway? I don't think there's any way that uh, Kyle Davidson will allow both of these guys to not be traded and then hit free agency and not come back. I don't think there's any way that Taze and Kane go to other teams without something of value coming back to the Blackhawks. I don't think Kyle Davidson's going to allow that to happen. As much as he says... I'm going to wait for them to say that they want to be traded to start facilitating a trade. Um, I, if he has any indication that they don't want to re-sign as free agents, that he'll start making some phone calls. Also, something to keep in mind is a, a card that GMs hold. If Kane and Taves don't get traded this season, as unrestricted free agents, the Hawks can trade their negotiating rights in the offseason so a team can get dibs at first crack. So let's say, you know... Between the the draft and free agency. Let's say the Winnipeg Jets want to take a stab at Jonathan Taves. They'll say, great, we're going to trade you the rights to Jonathan Taves that expire on January 1st, and if you can work on a deal between then and now, you know, or between now and then, rather, great. Mm -hmm. Give us a third-round pick for that right to do that. That's how the Hawks got Steve Montador. Right. Was they traded a pick for the rights to negotiate, knowing that... You have assurances already if you do that, that the guy wants to play for you. Right. Right. And then you just make it happen. So that's something. If they're looking to get some assets back for Kane and Taves, if they decide to stay, I don't know. It's it's really hard to predict how that's going to go because the season overall has felt kind of positive. Mm-hmm. And, like, everyone seems pretty happy. And I don't know. I think, it. well, Taves would definitely – have a significant pay reduction uh, from his current contract to whatever his next contract could be. Uh, Kane probably takes a little bit less, but maybe not that much. Um, But if they both say, hey, I like Luke Richardson, I like what I experienced with the Blackhawks this year, I I want to continue to be a Blackhawk. For Kane, he, he wants to break team records. For Taze, I think he has a desire to be a one-team player uh, as far as his legacy goes. Um, if they say they want to come back, I can't imagine Kyle Davidson's like, uh, no, 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 we're, we're, we don't want you. I, I think having these guys, if they are bought in and say, we want to be back, we want to be part of this team, that can only help the Blackhawks as far as their locker room goes and as far as, you know, kind of giving the extra, like, hey, this Richardson guy knows what he's doing. We want to stick around and, and play more for him. Sure. I think that I don't think that there's any reason Kyle Davidson wouldn't want to be a part of that if Taze and Kane want to be a part of it. Chris brings up a point in the chat here. Says I think the Hawks' most likely outcome for Kane is an Ovechkin-like extension. Uh, that is nine and a half million for this year and three more for Ovechkin with the 
the old, the goal of that is for Alex Ovechkin to pass Wayne Gretzky in goals and f- as a capital. Finish his NHL career as a capital. Yes, that is the sole purpose of that contract. He just uh, passed uh, Gordie Howe. Mm-hmm. Was it yesterday, two days ago? Most uh, goals uh, for one franchise. One team. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yep. So yeah, I I would not hate that for for Patrick Kane because you would think that he has at least three more years of being a high level top top line player. Sure. Well, the bottom line out of all these all these discussions that we've had, we're going to continue to have. They're all going to be moot because it's all ultimately up to those two guys to decide what their yeah. future is. The, the yeah. Hawks don't have. What you mean, Kane and Taves aren't listening to us and deciding their future based? They on could be. We don't know. Um, probably not. Probably but not. Knows? But you never know. I mean, we are, we I do know for a fact that there are there are do those reach, within the organization that do listen to us on, a, on a regular basis. So. Maybe. Hi, Hawks fans. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what do we got next? Bears and Hawks. Bears and Hawks says, when the Blackhawks start trading players, do you think Davidson will prioritize a return of 2023 draft picks or spread the picks out over multiple drafts? Oh, yeah. 2023, 2023. will be the priority. That's for sure. They've got a pretty good spread. Remember the Dickinson pick? The second round pick was for the 24 draft. 24. Not this year's. That's the, the key. That not enough people are going to be giving up those twenty twenty three picks. So mm-hmm. he'll try to he'll prioritize and is asking what he gets. That's a different story. Mm-hmm. Lots of guys aren't. Lots of teams aren't trading away those twenty twenty three as we've already seen. Yeah, they have the twenty a twenty three first and a twenty four first from Tampa, Tampa. in right. the yep. Hagel trade. Um, yeah, the twenty four, the twenty twenty four second came from the Riley Stillman deal uh, for Dickinson. But yeah, I, I think he'll he'll ask for twenty twenty three. It doesn't necessarily I would mean he'll get it. Be surprised if he doesn't have more than those two picks he already has in the first round. Mm-hmm. Oh I, yeah, I would be shocked if he doesn't have at least three first round picks this July. So here's what they have in twenty twenty three: two in the first, that's theirs in Tampa's. That's good. Two in the second, theirs in Tampa's. Okay. Two in the third, theirs in Dallas's. A fourth, a fifth, and a seventh. 2024, their own and Tampa's first round pick. Round two, it's their own in Vancouver. Round three, it's their own in Ottawa. Then it's round five, theirs in Calgary. Round six and round seven of their own. So, so do they have eight picks in the next two first round, first and second rounds? That's correct. They've got 12 in the next two, three rounds. Yeah. That's, how, that's how you rebuild. That's, you that just, helps. You just keep, you keep buying as many lotto tickets that as you can. That absolutely helps. I wonder, and they're going to get more. I wonder if any deal, because we haven't really seen Davidson do this yet. Um, I wonder if any deals he he may do the rest of this season and into next offseason involve any prospects from other teams. Because he hasn't really done that yet. He's just been getting yeah, picks. Right. I wonder if that's something he, he explores. Or if he's just like, you know what? I trust my staff. I trust myself. I want to. I want to select the, the the guys I want for my team. You may see more of that this off season, or maybe the following, where he's like, "I want to get guys that are NHL ready prospects. Mm-hmm. I want guys that can make the opening night roster." Sure. But so he may be another year away from that, but it'd be interesting to see. You know, and that could that could come with the taking on bad contracts. You know, yeah. Give me your give me your garbage contract and your top prospect. I mean, that's look that you know you got Sam Renzel because you took on Peter Mrazek. Yeah, and oh by the way, you just <laughs> got yourself a starting goalie too. You mm-hmm. know who is above average. He's not great, but they're not trying to win a cup. You know, so mm-hmm. those are the sort of things that doesn't stop after this season. I think that continues at the next draft. And the other thing too is, if for whatever reason the Hawks fall out of the top two or three of this draft, when you've got twelve picks over the next two years in the first three rounds, that gives you some wiggle room to negotiate and say, hey, look, we really want Fantilia too. We're going to give you our first and second, you know, yeah, whatever. You There's a lot of pieces to trade here yeah. to get gives you to that maneuvering. Lots of currency. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Lots of chips and at the table, and that's what you want. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe the Ottawa Senators suck, and they want uh, <laughs> Patrick Kane to come to, uh, come to Ottawa. You trade his negotiating rights to the Sens and uh, a first-round yeah. pick and bring in uh yeah. That'd be interesting. That'd be fun. Speaking of chips. Oh. You could be looking good doing some chipping 
oh, uh, out there on the uh, on the golf course. Solid. Wow, that's a segue. Uh, if you uh, if you want to look good while doing that, you go to pinsandaces.com, get you some of the best golf apparel out there. At Pins and Aces, they are the official golf apparel partner of CHGO and the presenting sponsor of the Big Drive Energy Golf Podcast on the All City Network. Uh, we love our Pins and Aces gear. Get a ton of compliments when we uh, wear it out on the course. Uh, we're going to go for the heated uh, driving range right now in, the, in, this, in this time of year. But if you head down to Florida or Arizona or wherever you do your winter golfing, uh, bring your Pins and Aces gear with you. You're going to be looking great. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and, of course, the favorite beer sleeve that goes right there in your bag and can store up to seven of your favorite beers right inside the bag. Keep them cold the entire round. Love that product. Check out pinsandaces.com, and when you do, use the promo code CHGO, and you're going to receive 15% off of your first order, and you're going to get free shipping on that order. Again, that's pinsandaces.com using the promo code CHGO. And we've been telling you guys for a long time here at CHGO to hop on the ride with the Blackhawks and CHGO. You know who else has hopped on the CHGO ride? That would be our good friends at ComEd. And the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve save money and energy. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find Energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. Processee? An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project cost, potential incentives, and simple payback. Don't wait. Get start saving money and energy today for energy saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash poweringbiz, B-I-Z. Get ready. Ready to sign up for a facility assessment? You can call 1-855-433-2700 during, during normal business hours to speak to a ComEd Energy Efficient Program representative. Or you can email businessee at comed.com or request an assessment online at their website, comed.com backslash facility assessment. And Sorry, you're done? I'm done. Okay. <laughs> and hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. Here's something for tonight that could be spicy, could be fun. Mm. It is Connor McDavid's 500th. NHL game tonight. Wow. If you pick him as an anytime scorer, you have negative odds. <laughs> negative 110 for Connor McDavid wow. to score. So that's not a great play. However, for him to score the first goal of the game is plus 800. Okay. So Connor McDavid's 500th game, he's been scoring at will. They're playing the Capitals tonight, plus 800. Mm. For Connor McDavid to be the first time, the first goal scorer of the game is live on DraftKings right now. Could be fun. Jump Play along. Right do a same game. It's the same odds for last goal scorer Turn as well. If time. you want to combine <laughs> McDavid and Ovechkin for first and last, it's plus 800 for each. It'll be a plus 1600 bet. Oh. Turn a little bit of money into a lot. That's math. A I lot like. of fun. Those are those same game parlays we're talking about. Smaller bets. Bigger payouts, that's how you do it. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code CHGO. Bet 5 bucks on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 back in free bets if they do. That's code CHGO at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Lawrence, how many emails do we have remaining, my friend? Oh, we have two. Great. Would I also like want to... to get to Joel's comment yeah. uh, in the chat. We'll, we'll try to get through these quickly. Right below him, quickly, Paul asking about Nazar. Uh, we talked about that at the beginning of the show. One of our first questions, we went into what we know about Nazar. So yep. uh, once we're done live, you can hit the old rewind and, and check that out. 
There you go. Um, this one is from, okay, so from our moon, what happened in today's Ice Hogs game is there was a goal. Yesterday. Yesterday, sorry. There was a goal in the game that they called no goal, right? It went to intermission. Then they reviewed it, saw that the goal did go in, so they reverted the period back to like the beginning of third. So the third started with 44 seconds left in the second period. That is not unprecedented. That has happened before. It's happened before. It's it's weird, but it it's is weird. Happened. And uh, it's it happens in NHL games too, where if a puck goes in and shoots out real quick and they keep playing, they'll get a call from Toronto. They'll stop the game, review it. Okay, it's a goal, and they'll just rewind to when the goal was scored. So, yes, weird that it happened uh, during an intermission, but it is not unprecedented. Well, the the, the AHL is not as instantaneous as the NHL. The AHL, for that to happen, somebody was watching it again in the press box. Probably. And said, hey, wait a minute, this is a goal. They don't have a Toronto in the AHL. It's a dude sitting (laughs) on a laptop next to the PA announcer. Yeah, right. That's how that works. So they were obviously looking at it. And I've seen it in action before a lot in between periods when they'll look, they're like, that's why you'll see, especially at the AHL level, intermissions is when goals get changed a lot. Where mm-hmm. like it's originally credited to the defenseman three minutes into the game and in, in, at the intermission, they'll say, nope, change. it was this guy. He's, he got his stick on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they were probably just overlooking that play and say, uh-oh, we dropped the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the most... Uh, normal occurrence, but man, that's the AHL for you. Yep. You never know what you're going to get down there. <laughs> All right, it happens. Yeah. And now, what else we got, Lawrence? That might be the last one, right? No. All right. Uh, here's our last one. Uh, this one from, from Landon. Uh, he says, is, Hey, he's also our friend, uh, No Royce's Rage. Oh, yes. there you go. Oh, I didn't connect that. There we go. Uh, hey, Greg, Jay, and Mario. The game against the Jets seemed pretty one sided. Do you think the Hawks have lost their early season success? It looks like Kane is getting the more uh, getting more frustrated. Thanks for the great content. Um, I mean, I think a lot of their early season success was a bit of smoke and mirrors. Um, when you really looked into the numbers, they were getting slaughtered on possession. Yeah, just games were kind of going their way. The puck was going their way. They're kind of willing their ways back. Yeah, into I mean, games. one of yeah. those games included two shorthanded goals. Yeah, you know, yeah. There's and a he, lot of things, yeah. a lot of things going their way, and now. The scales are kind of evening right. out. And well, the what's law funny, of averages though, it, are coming into effect. The beginning of the Jets game, they actually played pretty well. Like the first, that period, first was period was solid. Decent, yeah, and remember the Kings game they won before they sucked ass in and somehow won. <laughs> Hockey can be weird, but the Jets game for the first like what thirty minutes or so was pretty even. Then the Jets score, boom, 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 and then power and then, play, and then play, play, Bloom gets hand. hurt. And yeah. the whole thing's kind of out the window. The, so yeah. the thing is, though, that the team that lost to the Jets four nothing, pretty much played the same exact game as the team that beat the Sharks five to two. Yeah, or beat the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they're just they playing the same way. It's just that they're sometimes they're not getting the bounces. Or the Hawks are a team that they make mistakes. It's probably going to hurt them a lot more than yeah. other teams. So you're just seeing. Uh, I think you're seeing the same type of hockey being played. Or it hasn't been like a much of a change in the team itself you're just seeing that hey nine times out of ten they'll lose games like that when they play it that way yeah. and it's just starting yeah. to the, the game that they played against the avs and against the uh, jets were similar games yeah. and similar outcomes better right. teams are going to capitalize on those kinds of mistakes exactly and they don't have the firepower to get into uh, a 5-4 game very often they're going to win a lot of those 2-1 overtime games like they did against la mm-hmm. i do think as that long stretch of like game day off, game day off, game day off, they started to lose some structure. Yeah, things yeah. got a little loosey goosey. So as they jump back into practice tomorrow, uh, heading into Thursday, I think they'll take that time to sort of reinforce some of the things that they've worked on. Tighten. I always go back to that from <laughs> yeah. from yeah, Just I'm not saying lose weight. Just that's tighten. Tough. Um, you know that's that's I always go to that visual. I actually put it in my uh, yeah. So in my uh, good. thing. Wait, wait is that Doctor? What's his name? The Doctor? Yeah, it's, it's uh, Steve uh, the Pirate. Steve the Pirate. Yes. And, Whose uh, actual name up. I can never remember. Wait, it's not. Oh, it's not. Uh, sorry, I'm thinking of the Doctor. Uh, what's his name? Ken Jong. 
Oh, no, that's no, 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 that's a different one. <laughs> Do oh. you smoke cigarettes? Ellen Tudyk <laughs> is the name of the actor. Uh, okay, right. Steve Zahn? That's Steve Zahn. Oh, okay. No, it's not. No, it's not. All right, it's let's similar. get... Is, so we're good, right? That's the last one? I was going to say, like... The well, Ken, he, the he also had, seems like Kane is getting oh, more Kane. frustrated. I think Kane's just frustrated that he's not getting the bounces, not getting the puck luck right Goal now. Goal scorers that aren't scoring goals usually get pissed they off. They snap oh, sticks. Yes. We, we yeah. have to decide, though, because it, it's, it's, we're hearing both. Kane doesn't care... Or Kane is frustrated. <laughs> it can't be both. He's, he he, <laughs> he missed, cares. He's just not the most expressive guy. Listen, he well, misses he's snapping a stick over a bench. Uh, unless it's in a game and he's snapping a stick. <laughs> guys yeah, guys I mean, that don't know. care don't break sticks on the way to the bench. Yeah, that's true. I would say that's true. All right, I want to get to uh, the comment there from Joel. He says, you guys have already pushed a narrative of tanking, and as members of the media, you'll die on that hill. I'm glad he's telling us what we can what I, we can die on. First of all, yeah, even cool. if the rebuild doesn't take as long and can still meet all the future needs, good. We are That's totally on board. The whole point of the tank is to get Connor Bedard, and if they get Connor Bedard, then the tank doesn't take as long as it would have. Right. That would be the ultimate. Like if we, if the three of us right now could make something happen in the future, I think we would all say Hawks get Connor Bedard, take three years off the rebuild, and boom, here we go. Right. That would be great. The other thing is, we're not trying to sell you anything. We're giving you our opinions. You've got a forum in the chat to share yours. We share people that disagree with us all the time, as we're doing right now. What we say on this show does not dictate our relationship with the team. It's we. There's not like a, hey, if you say nice stuff, we'll give you this and that. No. No, that's not how it works. We're not trying to feed you a line. If you liked what the Hawks were doing before this year... I'll just remind you to go back and look at last season when they brought in Marc-Andre Fleury. They traded for Seth Jones. On and on and on. They had all these guys. They had all these playoff things, and they sucked ass. This is long overdue. Uh, if you listen to the old Madhouse podcast, I was calling for a real rebuild for three years, I, and they're uh, finally doing it. I don't know what exactly we're pushing when the Blackhawks have a pregame video with the hashtag ready to work where they mentioned the the term rebuild multiple times. Yes. They've so had we're, not, we're not inventing some sort of narrative here. They've the had Black television Hawks commercials are embracing the fact they're not saying the word tank, but they're embracing the fact that this is a yes. complete teardown. None of us are wishing for a Detroit or Buffalo experience. No, I want where, them to be good they in three or four suck years. for ten years. The quicker the better. Because you know what's gonna happen if they're good in three or four years? More people are gonna watch our show. More advertisers are going to want to advertise. We're going to have more fun. It's going to be like, a better experience for everybody. Exactly. So yes, I would be more than happy if they got Connor Bedard, spent big money on free agency, and we're in the playoffs in three seasons. Chances are that's not going to happen. Right. But I, I'd be, I'd be. We can, we can. I would support that narrative hundred percent if that happened. Right. Yes. I'm not going to sit here in three years if we're talking about playoff hockey. Going, this should have taken six years. Damn it. A rising tide lifts all boats, as everyone knows. And here's a good example. Um, Carm is over there, but he's on the phone. How have the Bears post games been, Lauren, since Justin Fields started playing his ass off? Woo boy. Yeah. Right? Pretty good, yeah. huh? Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's uh he's awesome. Yes. He's so as as the team gets good and exciting, this podcast is gonna have more and more there's no there's no scenario where like, let's really drag this rebuild out. We can't wait to talk about another four nothing no. loss to the Jets. Bring us right. bring us our version of Justin Fields and Connor Bedard. Do it. Yeah. That'd be great. I'd love it. Or Sounds Adam great. Fantilli. That might be more Patrick Mahomes if that happens, by the way. And and look, if that would be fine too. If <laughs> we spent all of last uh summer and this season talking about rebuild, talking about this is gonna be a long process and everything, and then next season in January and February, we're like, man, they're in a playoff spot. I'm not going to be sad. I'm not, I'm not going to be. I will say, hey, I thought this was going to suck for a couple of years, and I'm wrong. I'll be happy Thank to be God wrong. I'll I'm be ha- wrong. I will happily eat crow and be wrong about a five- to six-year window. I would not, I'd be not upset right. about that in one way, shape, it's or form. It's a two-year window. Thank God. The Blackhawks winning is good for everybody. Yes. Good for them, good good for the the fans, good for the people that got to cover the team. Yes. Covering a losing team is not fun. It's good for everything except my uh, wallet because I'll be attending many more games and it'll cost more. Well, you know where you can save? Save money on game time. Save money on game time. Uh, That was a free one for them. There you go. Cheers. Uh, Hey, before you go, if you haven't already done it, please smash that like button on the YouTube page. If you're listening on the podcast proper, Make sure you're not just listening, but that you're subscribed. That really helps us out a lot. And if you're really feeling friendly, Mm. please 
a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify goes a really, really long way. We would greatly appreciate that. A um, couple things. We're back tomorrow at 2.30. We are efforting a conversation with Bernie Nichols probably next week, but you never know. But it might be next week. I'm, it would probably likely be next week. And if we Friday, schedule it for tomorrow, we will have a whole show written for us in the next 24 hours. Yes, Patrick Kane will be so, traded if we yeah. schedule for tomorrow. Yes. And listen up. Friday, the three of us, we're heading to Notre Dame for the Notre Dame-Michigan hockey game. The game is at 6.30 Chicago time. I was on our website today. It appears there's still tickets available for 15 bucks. Hey. If you want to go see two of the premier hockey programs, including uh, Landon Slagert, uh, Adam Fantilli for Michigan, and Ryder Ralston at Notre Dame, uh, come on out, watch Notre Dame hockey uh, at the Compton Ice Arena. It's a beautiful facility. The three of us will be there taking it in. So uh, come see the Irish and the Wolverines uh, battled out on the ice. Should be a lot of fun. All right. Gonna we're going to wrap things up. Thanks to Lawrence for running the show. For Greg and Mario, I'm Jay. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 2.30 on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.